Hey, this is Jordan Sutton, pastor at Clearpath Church. Thank you for tuning in to our sermon podcast. We appreciate you listening. A little about our community. We love to come together. We love to come to the Lord's table together. Uh, we're a community trying to be led by the Spirit, just walking through Scripture together, walking through life together. If this message is an encouragement to you, bring some hope to your life at the end of the sermon. There'll be a little bit of information about how you can get in touch with us. Stay tuned, and thanks for joining. wisdom and revelation would fill this place, God, to the knowledge of you, the knowledge of who you've called us to be, and to the riches that you have, inheritance for your saints, God. I pray that we would see you as a great rewarder of those who diligently seek you. Be aware of your spirit as we're here today. In Jesus' name. Everyone said, Amen. Let's give these guys a hand. That scripture's been on my mind. Hebrews 11.6, I've said it a number of times, but it says those who must come to him must believe that he is, that he exists, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. I do believe that he is a rewarder, and I think it's, it's quite amazing to me that right after existence is God revealing himself as a rewarder. Um. I mean, we've been praying more often the last few weeks. Show of hands. I think that's probably most of us. I've been really encouraged by testimonies. I don't get a day, I don't get hardly a day that goes by right now that somebody doesn't say, I'm praying for you today. And uh, that's really encouraging. And uh, I've been thinking about preaching this week for two weeks now. Normally, I don't have my thoughts that far in advance. Um, and uh, I wanted to preach to you about what a life of worship, what a life poured out looks like. And as I kind of prepared Friday, Saturday, this morning, finally felt the Lord say, that's not what we're talking about this morning. And, uh, amen. So, I think the reason I've been thinking about that is I listened to this song quite a few times over the past few months. It's just really stuck with me. And it's this um, 
pour my love on you. How many of you have been here when we've sung it? You know, like oil upon your feet, like wine for you to drink, like water from my heart. Um, pour my love on you. If praise is like perfume, I lavish mine on you till every drop is done. I pour my love on you. And in the songs written by Dan Dean, how many of you remember Phillips, Craig, and Dean? Um, Dan wrote it, and I actually remember the um, spiritual father mentor of mine who's since gone on to be with the Lord, Bob Mason, hosted these musicians for missions concerts where they would bring people together to worship. And Dan Dean wrote that song and played it, I think, for the first time. He, it wasn't something they recorded with Phillips, Craig, and Dean initially. And it was... Uh, Give me a second. Uh, he think that this may have not been right. My recollection was that he led it for the first time at this concert, and he led it a simple little song on the piano. And the the actual verse is is so interesting to me because he's like, it starts with, "Is there a way to show the passion in my heart?" And he kind of goes over this question in the next lines of the verse. is like, can I really worship you? And that's actually a really profound thought. And I would say, to some degree, in all of my life, and it intensified the last few months, it's not like I'm asking that question exactly every day, but I am asking that question. God, how can I truly be a life poured out and and I want to be um, but like what do you say about God who you know created everything and did all that he's done and so anyway I've just been on this journey and what I wanted to talk to you about this morning was how you do that <laughs> how you live a life poured out and how you worship him and as I tried to put together thoughts towards that, the Lord paused me and he showed me that there is one life poured out that matters above all. That he knew, who knew no sin He who knew no sin became like sin so that we could become the righteousness of God in him. And I want to read to you from Isaiah 53. If I can get there. It says, He is despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we did not esteem him. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, 
and by his stripes we were healed. All like sheep have gone astray, we've turned every one of us to our own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. And I thought about that song. And I thought to myself, he's, he's poured oil. He has poured the oil of his spirit upon our feet that we may walk with him. That he has poured out a cup of wine of his blood that we may drink. That he has given water that would nourish our souls. And that he's given us a fragrant offering in Jesus that we might know him. And as much as we could talk about worship, and we could talk about prayer, we could talk about all the things we can do to show our love for him, it is, it is, it is his great love. It is, it is his great life poured out. That is the compelling story. And I feel like that the Lord this morning wants to draw us back to just the love of God that has been poured out for us so profoundly in Calvary and Jesus. And Hebrews asks us to look to him who is the author of he is the perfecter of faith. And he's not, he's not just perfecting your faith every time that you pray and ask him to meet a need. He's perfected your faith. He's perfected all of faith on a cross broken for us. And that's the thing. That is the image that we look to, to know what love is, and to be reminded of why we pray, and to be reminded of what the true glory of God is. And I don't have much to say this morning, but here's the key that I think that I want to share about this morning, and I might be five more minutes. And you can just get out early and it's fine. But it's what I have. I want to read to you from Romans 5. And this speaks of our life and where this meets our life. It says, therefore, this is like all of Romans is, is an is a explication upon this death and resurrection and this grace and mercy that has been poured out for us. And so this is the therefore is based on the life of faith we're called to with Jesus' foundation. It says, therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we also we have access to faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance, and perseverance character, 
and character hope. I want you to hear this part. Now, hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. This is what the Scripture says. The love of God is poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who has given us, who has been given to us. And the Holy Spirit is given to us by Jesus. And so Jesus made himself a sacrifice of the most holy kind on an altar of most unholy means. He was crucified as a sinner, not inside a cleansed temple, but naked on a hill with the instrument of an empire for love. And as this pure sacrifice was made, he made provision by his spirit that we would, that we would be able to have access to his spirit. But you do not receive the love of God by comprehending or thinking about the cross. You don't get it by reading the Bible more. You don't even get it by trying to do more things like him. You don't get it by going to church. Actually, God may use any of those means. But there is one clear thing that Scripture teaches us over and over, and it is the foundation of the gospel, that you will receive this love by the Holy Spirit that has been given you. You can behold him. You can tell the story. You can think about him. You can talk about him. You can do things like him. But there is one way that you receive the love of Christ poured out at Calvary, and it is by the Spirit of God. There is no other means of receiving his love. All the other means are just ways in which the Spirit works. Amen? 2,000 years later, there are people still giving their lives for the sake of the gospel. And none of those people were there when Jesus died. None of you, unless you're really old, was there. But there's something in you that testifies to the truth of this. And that is because this is what the Spirit does. The love of God is received by the Spirit. But Galatians 3, 3 warns against something. Galatians 3, 3 tells us that if we have started by the Spirit, do we think that we can finish by the flesh? 
if we start by the Spirit, do we think that we can finish this journey by the flesh? And what many of us do, maybe all of us do, to some degree in our journey with God, is we have at salvation and or at different times in our lives, we have these moments where the Spirit comes to us and, and we receive the love of God. It's not seeing, beholding, or knowing about the love of God that transforms you. It's receiving the love of God. And when we receive the love of God, it changes us. But, but at times, we stop living in the Spirit. I mean, I'm not saying the Spirit goes away. But we just stop living led by the Spirit. And so Paul gives this encouragement of thoughtfulness that like, do you think that if you began by the Spirit that you will finish by the flesh? Like, what are you thinking? I, I would actually say that it, it's, a, it's a bit of a diagnostic on the whole of Christian culture right now. That somehow we felt like we began at the Spirit and now we know enough so let's figure it all out. Here's what Romans 5 tells us. I want this to like sink so deep because it is so fundamental. Romans 5 tells us that you have received the love of God by the Spirit of God that has been poured out for you. No other way. And I believe this morning that there are many of us here that we need the we need a fresh receiving of his love. I'm not saying that you're away from God, going to hell, not saying all that. I just think at times we stop walking in the spirit. And it's by the Spirit that we receive His love. And when you receive His love, everything changes. And what I want in my life, is like Paul said, I want to continue in the Spirit that I may be receiving the love of God like a river flowing through my life. It isn't like... It's, it's supposed to be a river. It's not supposed to be like, all right, open your heart. I'm going to dump in the water. It's supposed to be a river that constantly washes us, constantly refreshes us, constantly is making us new and reminding us that His mercies are new every day. And I just, I believe that God wants this morning I think there are some people who have never fully experienced the love of God in this place. And I think there are others, many of us, who need the river of his love flowing through us in a more profound way. Um, I know this is kind of a call to everyone a little bit, but 
I, I don't know. I want, I just, I want to put us in a position of, of receiving that, that love. And I just want to invite us, um, if you just feel like that you need him to bring you back into that space with the spirit where you're receiving his love or you feel that, you know, you maybe have never experienced that the way you would want to. I just want to ask you to stand in silence for a minute wherever you are. And I just, he's going to remind us of his love. He's going to fill us with his love. And I just want you to close your eyes and just ask. Just begin to ask. God, fill me with your love again. Let's just open our hands and posture ourselves. Fill me with your love again, God. We're just going to wait here for a moment. Fill me with your love. Just make it your prayer right now. I pray for faith right now to receive the love of God. We're going to stand here for a couple of minutes and I want our hearts to just to stay fixed on this prayer for a moment. I closed my eyes and I saw the word wind. So Lord, I just pray you would come through like a wind in this place. You would come through like a wind of your love in this place. You will remove bitterness you will remove disappointment. You will remove judgments. And you'll fill with your love right now, God. Let your wind fill us with your love right now. Let your wind fill us with your love right now, Lord. More, Lord, right now. Holy Spirit, come like a wind right like wind right now. I want to say this, that to some of you, you've been trying to remind yourself of his love by saying all the right things, and he, he, he's pleased in that. But there's a greater grace right now. Not just to contend for your mind, but to receive something. And so, Lord, I just pray, whatever grace you've given me, whatever grace you've given us, Lord, I pray that it would be imparted to receive your love right now. That the love on Calvary would be known. Would be known and felt in this place, God. Jesus, Jesus. And I just want to ask you, just those of you around that you feel compelled, I want you to stand up and just stand around him and pray. Pray for him. Put your hand on him. Pray. We're just going to pray for a moment. Let's just bless them with your love, God. Bless every person in this place with your love, God, who's standing. Lord, may we receive your mercy. 
grace and faith right now. I pray that even the act of standing will be a renewed, um, that you will bring renewal, God. And I feel like uh, I'm going to invite us to the table. Um, and when we come to the table, I want you to recognize that this is something you receive and that he's prepared for. But I also feel like that God, there are some things he's asking. I feel like specifically one thing the Lord will bring to your mind to lay down. It may be a bitterness, it may be an unforgiveness, it may be a certain um, rhythm in your life that brings death. Um, but I feel like that the Lord would have us lay something down. And I feel like even for some of you that you'll go home and write that thing down tonight and give it to him. Um, but I feel like the Spirit is coming for us to not just behold his love, but to receive his love. And so let's just come. Let's come to the table and we will, we will sit down together and receive together. So, so I believe that Jesus gave us this, uh, this table, not just as a remembrance, but as a moment of supernaturally receiving his grace by his spirit. And, uh, you know, Jesus would have done this around the Passover time when he gave him this specific, um, this specific meal, which, of course, at Passover... Um, they covered the blood over their doors. Um, the nation of Israel as a sign of God's deliverance from them out of Egypt. And they ate a meal that would have had wine and bread. And when they, um, when they would gather together, the tradition would have been for the, for the young boy to tell his father, when they would receive Passover, that it was on this night that God delivered us out of the hands of the oppressor. And it's with that basis that Jesus brings the table of communion. And actually, in both situations, he gave the instruction for the Passover feast before, this is so crazy to me, before they were delivered out from Pharaoh, and he gave the table before he went to the cross. And so when we, when we contemplate this morning, we receive, we recognize that Jesus has given this table, and we can say to ourselves, it was on this moment that my Savior Jesus has delivered me from the hand of the oppressor. And so I want us just to, just to be reverent in our awareness of what this is, as not just, um, just merely bread and juice. And so, Lord, I just pray that you would bring just that, that solemnness, that awareness of the holiness of this meal. I pray that your spirit would nourish us in this moment and that we would be filled with your love. We would not just remember it, but we'd be filled with your love. And so God, fill us with your love this morning. I pray salvation love would just come over us, God. 
just the deep gratitude of who you are. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, God, for this meal. In Jesus' name, you may receive. If you'll just stand with me, we're just going to end with the prayer of St. Francis. Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. And where there is sadness, joy. O divine master, grant that I may not so much seek to be consoled as to console. Understood as to understand. To be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive, it's in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it's in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this episode from Clearpath Church in Dallas, Texas. If you'd like more info to visit us on a Sunday morning or to subscribe to our newsletter, check us out at www.clearpathdallas.com. Follow us on Instagram at Clearpath Dallas. Thanks for listening.